And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast, powered by BetQL, with Ryan Horvath and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Welcome, 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 everybody, to BetMGM MLB podcast, powered by BetQL. We got a lot to cover in Major League Baseball. Of course, everything that happened earlier on this week and everything going on in the future of Major League Baseball. I'm Cody Decker, former professional baseball player, turned professional smartass on the radio, and most importantly with me as always, my man Ryan Horvat. How you doing, buddy? Cody, doing really good. Last night went on uh, MLB Network, went 3 for 0 in my picks. The night before was on the Angels as plus 240 dogs. So I've had a nice little week, and I love this time of the year because, you know, I feel like you could really take advantage of some of these numbers because everybody's focused on the NFL, which is the hardest market to crack. So as we record on a Thursday, you got the opener, week one. Everybody's going to be focused on Sunday. I think you're going to be able to take advantage of the matchup, uh, of the market, I should say, on some of these matchups because we got some really good series beginning this weekend and concluding even today. Yeah, a couple, couple of series concluding on Thursday that do have massive playoff implications, a couple interesting lines in there. But throughout the weekend, like you said, there are massive, and I mean massive implications going forward. We got playoff matchups coming up. We have playoff hopeful matchups coming up this weekend. A lot of things you're going to need to consider when it comes to checking out the lines going forward. And I'm excited to do it with my man Ryan Horvat right here. But real quick, you mentioned we got a couple of games series concluding on Thursday evening. We got to talk about them because they we can't pretend that Los Angeles Dodgers versus St. Louis Cardinals isn't have it, it just has everybody's eyes on that series because of just the implications not only in the NL West, not only for the NL wild card, but also kind of the second NL wild card spot for that St. Louis team. Yeah, exactly, man. It looked like the Cardinals were dead, you know, this season, especially with that rotation, with that bullpen. You really just couldn't trust them. Um, you, you look at them offensively and you expected big things with the, you know, pickup of Nolan Arenado. You have Paul Goldschmidt. And, uh, you know, it was kind of a disappointing season, at least start of the season for the Cardinals, you know, and the Cubs got off to a hot start in the NL Central. Now kind of the Brewers have separated themselves, obviously. You know, the Reds are right there as well. But with the Cardinals, it looked like they were dead. And now they're in the race again with the Dodgers. You know, we thought a lot of people thought this was a team that was going to win 110, 115 games. You looked at, you know, the numbers in Vegas and they were projected at what, 105 wins. And they're a great baseball team, but they're in one of the toughest divisions, if not the toughest division in all of baseball. You got the Padres right there, the Giants who won't go away. So this is a big game uh, as we record here on a Thursday. I know that we're not, uh, you know, giving out the picks because. Everybody will be tuning in to this weekend for the lovely podcast here. But I love the Dodgers today, man. And I kind of like the under in that game. <laughs> so Thursday. do I. They got Gonsolin on the mound yeah. on Thursday evening, taking on Woodford. You know, the line is set at nine. I'm. It's a number that it's just making me a little hesitant, mainly because of St. Louis and the weather in St. Louis right now. Right. Um, Gonsolin's a guy that can go out there and throw seven shutout innings or he can give up eight runs in the first. So it's just a little inconsistent for me to actually take a look at that over under. But I am agree. I'm with you. I'm on the Dodgers tonight to take this series uh, for that Thursday evening game. Yeah. Plus 105 on the run line. I think there's a lot of value on that, uh, especially with Woodford on the mound. Nothing against the guy, but the Dodgers lineup is just, in my opinion, too, too, too powerful. Dodgers currently two games behind the San Francisco Giants. Giants are down on Thursday evening, but getting ready for their upcoming series. And then, of course, the Dodgers got to take on the San Diego Padres this weekend. That series also huge. Currently, St. Louis Cardinals, though, the team that we're kind of not paying attention to in, to, in this Thursday evening game, you know, they're only three and a half out of the wild card spot. They are not out of this at all. 
No, which is crazy, man, which is absolutely crazy. Now, do you trust their rotation moving forward? Because I know that we both like the Padres. You know, I'm actually a little bit higher on the Reds than uh, St. Louis. Um, but, man, even Sonny Gray, even their rotation has scared me at times, you know, the last couple of weeks here. So uh, what are your thoughts on the St. Louis Cardinals? I don't, I just don't trust the pitching, to be quite honest. I don't you. trust the pitching even remotely. But if we're going to sit here and break down trusting the pitching of the Cardinals, you can say the same thing about Cincinnati. You right. say the same thing about Philly. And you obviously can say the same thing right now about the San Diego Padres. A lot of injuries, a lot of guys underperforming. Blake's, I mean, but not only the pitching, Blake Snell pitched a seven-inning perfect game a week ago, right. and they lost 4 nothing. Right, exactly. And, I mean, he had double-digit strikeouts in that game. You know, in the beginning of the season, he was a little bit of a disappointment. But now, like, when things are really beginning to matter – He's been great, you know, and it's been him struggling to get any run support. Blake Snell has been getting no run support. You know, you Darvish last night um, when we record here on Thursday, on Wednesday night, I should say, you know, you Darvish since coming off the IL really hasn't been himself. So I'm with you. I just really can't trust that rotation. But you would expect him here the final month of the season to get it together. Like if I have to make a pick, I, I have to go with the Padres, you know, even over the Reds, over the Cardinals to get that wild card spot. And then we obviously know the other one's locked up. It's going to be either the Dodgers or the Giants, whoever doesn't win that division. Yeah. And I'm with you on that. I do think the Padres should, should walk away with this second wild card spot. But there is one massive concern, and it's something we're going to get into later today, is the schedules. The strength of schedule right. going forward are just nightmarishly different. The Dodgers, I mean, the, the Padres have to play the Giants twice. They got to play the Dodgers again. They got to play uh, every team they're facing is above 500 and in playoff contention or already has a playoff spot. The Reds, however, got a very favorable schedule going forward. However, they've had that favorable schedule going forward starting a week and a half ago, and they've dropped a series to both the Tigers and I believe the Pirates. So this is not exactly... It's not smooth sailing in Cincinnati, to say the least. That second wild card spot is extremely interesting. You got some sneaky teams in Major League Baseball. Like, I know we talk about the, about the Tigers on every single podcast, but, I mean, with that rotation, they're a sneaky team that could play spoiler here in the AL. In the NL, look what the Cubs have been doing. I, I mean, I'm not even – they went on a seven-game winning streak. They went again last night. You know, the Cubs have been a kind of a surprise team, and they're kind of fun to watch with all these I young dudes. You. I shouldn't say young dudes. A lot of them aren't even young dudes. No, man, like, young, dudes. old dudes. I love them. <laughs> they're my style. Listen, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a Cub fan underneath it all a little bit. I, kinda, yeah. I just always, my whole life, dug the Cubs. You know, you grow up in Los Angeles. You see WGN all the time. You watch right. the Cubs. You, you listen to the Cubs. Right, exactly. Um, but there's some and, sneaky teams out there, man, that are looking to play spoiler. You know what I mean? And if, oh yeah, especially if you don't have the rotation, if you have a shaky rotation like the Reds, I mean, you never even know what to expect with Sonny Gray. Um, then you could get caught up, you know, with with some of these sneakier teams. I got one more sneaky uh, spoiler team out there for you, and it's a team we're going to mention right now. And that's the Colorado Rockies. Mm -hmm. And the Colorado Rockies, we're not going to sit here and pretend they're a good team. They're in the hardest division in Major League Baseball. They absolutely botched the trade deadline, unfortunately, and didn't really move any of their high-priced players that they should have moved. But, you know, they have been very good at home. However, they're not at home going into this weekend series, taking on Philadelphia. That's something that concerns me because they're a terrible road team. If they get more home games, they can absolutely play spoiler for a lot of these teams. But going into their Thursday evening game, first game against Philadelphia in Philadelphia, Sensatella on the mound taking a, uh, going up against Suarez, the money line is worthless. It's just there's just no value to it at all. But listen, Philly is at home. Yes, they're an inconsistent team, but the Rockies are one of the worst road teams in baseball history. Not 
bad this year. One of the worst ever. Them and the Diamondbacks are just on a biblical scale of bad road teams. I like Philly tonight, but I like them on the run line. I like them Thursday evening. Run line plus 110. What do you think? Yeah, same here. You know, and I did play Philly um, about a month back to win that division. And since then, it's been a free fall. They've let me down. You know, it looks like the Braves are going to run away with that thing. Then they'll struggle a little bit. Uh, the Mets just can't get things going. If the Mets if the Mets score runs, then they give up more runs. If, if the Mets get a pitching jam, you know, from a guy like Marcus Stroman, um, then usually they give them no run support. They do nothing with runners in scoring position. But um, I'm with you. Like on the Rockies, I would actually look to play the Rockies if they were in Colorado. Like you said, they're just a completely different team. On the road, one of the worst road teams, they are starting to get a little bit healthier, you know, especially in the rotation. John Gray returned from the I.L., but um, I'm with you. I'm going to be on the Phillies on the run line in this one. And this is where the Phillies have to get right, man. They have to pick up some victories because if you look at them down the stretch, they have a pretty easy schedule if they could just take care of business. But the problem is they've been so inconsistent. You want to talk about an incon inconsistent rotation. That's what they've had. Um, but I'm with you there, especially with the Rockies on the road. I feel like Phillies the play. Yeah, inconsistent is just the word of the day when it comes to the NL East, which I'm looking very forward to chatting about going down the road on this show later on. But uh, another massive game taking place on Thursday evening. And this is actually arguably, I'd say, the most important game in Major League Baseball uh, this week, not just in one day, this week. And it is the finale between the Toronto Blue Jays, New York Yankees. Ryan, could you please tell the people what I've been telling everyone to do for weeks? Jump on the Blue Jays bandwagon. They are the real deal. Like, you look at it, and, uh, man, I, I made the mistake of back in the Yankees on Wednesday night, uh, Cody. I was like, you know what? The Yankees are going to get right tonight. And I, I want to believe in Toronto. I really do. And I should have took your word for it because they're the real deal, man. I mean, they hit a lot of home runs. They score a lot of runs. They're exciting. And uh, big series, obviously, for them coming up this weekend. But the finale on Thursday against the Yanks is huge. I feel like that's why I love doing this podcast, because every week in Major League Baseball, something changes. I mean, the mm -hmm. Yankees were on an absolute tear. Now we're talking about the Blue Jays again, and I'm really rooting for Toronto. I, I really am. So, I mean, you were right. You were right. You were right. You said jump They're on Toronto. They're such an easy team to root for. They're yeah. young. They're dynamic. They're exciting. They're the only team in in Canada, so they're actually a full country's team. I, I love this team. Vladimir Guerrero, by the way, second uh, ever father-son duo to hit 40 home runs in a season. By the way, he's 22 years old. My God. L listen, this is a huge game on Thursday evening. They got Berrios on the mound. Of course, we can all admit that Berrios has been a little bit of a disappointment since joining Toronto, but you know what he is. You know that he's a terrific pitcher. He's going up the, against the Yankees in New York. They got Cortez on the mound. I think there's value on the money line for the Blue Jays. I, honestly, there's value, I think, for either one of these teams. If you really think the Yankees are going to get right, I'm inclined to believe no. The, the Toronto Blue Jays have won nine of their last ten. The Yankees have gone the exact opposite direction after they made that huge 13-game surge. I like the money line for Berrios at minus 105 against the Yankees. Absolutely. Absolutely. Same here. And, like, the Yankees, even with all that power in the lineup, like, they just can't figure out – a consistent lineup. You know, you look at the two hole. I mean, Rizzo, you know, Rizzo go Anthony Rizzo is kind of who Anthony Rizzo is. You know what I mean? Like Joey Gallo is who Joey Gallo is. He's going to strike out a lot. He's going to hit some home runs, but when they're not scoring runs and you just can't trust that bullpen. I mean, you saw it again on Wednesday night. Um, they just, they're, they're not right right now. So I'm going to be jumping on Toronto with you. And then right. Toronto, like not to look ahead, but look what they got coming up this weekend against Baltimore. Mm -hmm. uh, got Ray scheduled to go on Friday. 
They, they, like, they could start running away with this thing, especially if the Yankees don't get their stuff together here. So I'm with you on Toronto right now. If they win that Thursday evening game, it moves the Blue Jays a half game behind the second wild card spot behind the Yankees. And like you said, they're going into a weekend series against the Baltimore Orioles. Right. This is this could be the turning point of the Major League Baseball season right here, right now. And I think everybody's eyes got to be on that Toronto-New York Yankees game and then on Toronto throughout the weekend and honestly staying very abreast of what the Yankees are doing. One more Thursday matchup that I think we do need to discuss really quickly is Chicago White Sox and Oakland. Okay, that's the final game of that series. Here's the thing. White Sox have been playing good baseball. We know they're running away with that division. So yeah. what? how they're playing their games right now is not necessarily to win. And you kind of can tell how they're using certain pitchers. Tonight, uh, Thursday evening, they got Lopez going against Manea. Uh, they are absolute underdogs in this ball game, which is a weird thing to say about a team with one of the best records in Major League Baseball against an Oakland A's team that has not been playing particularly well in the second half. I kind of like the White Sox as my dogs today, but I also think that the over eight minus 115 is going to come in pretty huge, specifically because Lopez is on the mound, Manaya on the mound. Listen, I think there's going to be a lot of runs scored in this ball game, but I'm also very concerned with the White Sox. And yeah. hear me out. It's how they're going about their games. I understand the process because even I suggested this process. They need to figure out what they're going to do with their rotation in October. They just need to decide what they're going to do. And based on how Dallas Keuchel has been pitching lately, specifically also on Wednesday night, gave up another few runs, not looking at like the Dallas Keuchel of old. The question is, what are they going to do with Dallas Keuchel? Is he going to be out of the bullpen? Can you trust him out of the bullpen? Can you trust him in long relief right now? Because it really, truly seems like he is the weakest link of that White Sox team right now. No, you're right. And that's why it was chalky. But on Wednesday night, man, I jumped all over the A's. And usually if I'm getting... If I'm getting the Chicago White Sox is plus 130, plus 140 dogs, you know, I have to back the White Sox because like mm -hmm. you said, I mean, they've been on a tear really all season long, but right now I'm a little concerned with them and I'm mainly concerned with Dallas Keuchel. Last night for his fourth consecutive start, gave up more than five runs. Well, he gave up five runs, at least five runs in his last four starts. Um, he doesn't look right right now. And I want them to unleash Michael Kopech, to be quite honest with you, in that rotation. Now you got Giolito dealing with the injury. Now should be the time where you play around with that rotation. What scares me about them and I hate to bring it back to the Cubs, but if you go to the year 2016 when they win the World Series, I remember like they got bored towards the end of the season. And Joe Madden was pulling his starters out. I believe it was Jake Arrieta who went like three or four innings. And Arrieta was pissed after the game in the postgame presser and was like, look, like we can't we can't get complacent right now. We have to treat this like, you know, like we're in a pennant race right now, because if you get bored, that's the thing about baseball, man, is I always look like at the teams that start getting hot at the, at the end of the season, teams that really need to win to get in. That's why I love the Nationals a couple of years back because they went from having the third worst record in the NL to getting into a wild card spot. And it's like, it's just hard to turn it back on in Major League Baseball. You know what I mean? When you get complacent, when you're not throwing your guys, when you're just throwing out, you know, these BS lineups every other day and resting guys. I don't know. That concerns me a little bit. Like I'm Massive. looking at the teams that are playing good heading into the postseason, you know? It completely concerns me. Like you said, taking your foot off the gas pedal like this is a dangerous, dangerous concept because everybody yeah. in Major League Baseball is very, very good. And mm -hmm. on paper, I still think the Rays are better than the White Sox. So they better step it up because they're going to have to play the Rays in the playoffs. And that's not going to go well for the White Sox if they even remotely walk in to well, October complacent. It 
Exactly. Like you got a team like the Rays that could score runs. And so if your rotation and your bullpen is shaky, like we're seeing right now from the White Sox, and you got a guy like Dallas Keuchel who you keep trotting out there every fifth day, even though you know he doesn't have his best stuff right now. Maybe he's got a case of the yips. You know, Craig Kimbrell, since you acquired him off and on, uh, hasn't really been the same guy he was with the Cubs. I don't really like that role for him. You know, that's what concerns me a little bit. Like a lot of these teams could score a lot of runs. Teams like Toronto, they also homer a lot. You know, teams like Tampa Bay, because I'm with you. I think Tampa Bay is the class of the American League, man. I, I know that we talk about this every show as well. Nobody's talking about them. They don't get the respect they deserve. They drop a tough one on Wednesday night to the Red Sox, but they own Boston, and they really own the American League. You know, and every year, they just figure it out with that rotation. So I'm with you. I think Tampa Bay is the best team right now, and if I'm the White Sox, I'm a little concerned. I would be a two. Uh, I think the White Sox have plenty of time to get right. And again, right. get right is kind of a relative term because they're still playing good baseball, but it's just the complacency. You can't, you can't rest on laurels from the rest of the season because at the end of the day, it's one series in October that knocks you out. Exactly. Uh, let's look forward to this weekend. We, we've covered the Thursday games, the finales of all those series. Now we got to talk about some massively, massively uh, important ball games. And the first one I want to talk about is the one, a team you brought up, a team that you've always loved, a team that I've always loved, and that's the Chicago Cubs, hottest team in Major League Baseball right now. Yeah. Rolling out the 4A guys, dominating the game. Trust me, as a 4A guy myself, I cannot stress enough how much this is making me happy watching these guys get the opportunity they absolutely deserve. However, they are playing at home, and they got to take on the San Francisco Giants, arguably the best team in Major League Baseball, first team to 90 wins, I believe. Or is it 80 wins? I apologize if I'm getting that wrong. They're, they're 90 and 50 right now. 90 and 50, thank you. Yeah. That first team to 90 wins. And, you know, they're up two games on the Los Angeles Dodgers. Of course, the Dodgers have one more game taking on the St. Louis Cardinals. And I'm inclined to believe that the Dodgers will be a game and a half back. However, the Giants just don't stop. They keep coming back, winning ball games. Looks like they were going to drop two more ball games to Colorado. They came back in two of those ball games and swiped them back. This has just been a resilient baseball club and a very difficult to beat. And I think finally the honeymoon of this wonderful week in Chicago might be coming to an end. Yeah, man. Like, and you look at obviously we're another series we're going to focus on is the big one, the Dodgers and the Padres. But like, we have to start right here. And if you look at how this schedule sets up for the Giants, like, they set themselves up, man, because they took care of business early on. You know what I mean? And everybody just expected them to fade away, fade away. They haven't. They're the first team, 290 wins in all Major League Baseball. I can't believe that we're saying that. And then they go on the road and they take on a Cubs team who, yeah, they're one of the hottest teams in baseball. We love the story of Frank Schwindel and Patrick Wisdom and all these guys. But now you got San Francisco coming to town. But still, I feel like as crazy as this sounds, man, the Cubs are a different team at Wrigley. They got the Wrigley magic. Like, Ian Happ has been on a tear lately, Jason yes, Hayward. But, like, you look at the Giants, man, and, like, honestly, I want to see what this number is going to look like on Friday because I'm going to have to back the dog. I think the Giants are going to take the series from the Cubs this weekend, but I look at Friday's matchup, and if Kyle Hendricks is on the bump for the Cubs at home at Wrigley, he's 14-6 and six this season. You know, the ERA is a little high for Hendricks. It's nearly at five. He's, like, 4.65 or something like that. But still, like, I think they could be a sneaky team on Friday with Hendricks on the mound, but you expect the uh, Giants to take care of business. And then you got a tough schedule for the Do uh, tough series for the Dodgers this weekend. But still, I, I think Chicago might be sneaky on Friday. I think you might be right about that, but that only entails one thing for me. 
Hendricks needs to go very deep into the ball game because I feel like once you get it into the bullpen's hands, that's yeah. when the Giants really truly soar. They seem to score runs late. They bleed you out. They bleed teams to death late in ball games, and they you just never have them beat. That's the thing. You could have them no hit for seven innings. Doesn't matter. They, you do not have that team beat. They are a tough ball club. But I am looking very forward to seeing Kyle Hendricks take them on. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Let's talk about the game that, you know, possibly the series that has the most playoff implications going forward. And that's San Diego in Los Angeles. Man, I'm excited for this series because arguably two of the better teams in Major League Baseball. Uh, a building rivalry, unless, of course, you ask a San Diego fan that will tell you, oh, this is the rivalry in sports. You ask a Dodger fan, they don't know what you're talking about. But it is a growing rivalry. And I'm really, really excited to see what these two teams are going to bring because right now, only one game up is the San Diego Padres for that second wild card spot. Could we be getting a preview to the wild card game in October? Yeah, man. And you look at how these matchups set up. So I don't know who the starters are going to be for sure on Friday, but I was looking at Saturday and it's going to be Walker Bueller unless there's, you know, something goes down, but it's going to be Walker Bueller going against Chris Paddock, I believe, on Saturday. So I'll probably be jumping on the Dodgers on Saturday, I know. You look at Sunday and, you know, no starters have been named quite yet. But, I knew, you know, that's that's the tough thing when we're looking ahead to these weekend series, especially like right now, is I want my pitching matchups. But mm -hmm. this is going to be a great series. And, and what I love is, you know, this year, especially if it's the Giants and the Dodgers or it's the Padres and the Dodgers, and especially like the start off the season, you know, we had that what like we went like two months without seeing uh, San Diego and L.A. again after that mm -hmm. great series. I mean, it's, it's like a postseason atmosphere, like where every pitch matters, the fans are into it. It's becoming a little bit of a rivalry, which I love. I think the Dodgers are going to take care of business this weekend. I, I hate. I to think say so it, too. I think so, too. but I do think each game is going to be a hard-fought game. But I think it's going to be one of those series yep. where the Dodgers end up sweeping the Padres all by one run. I'm, how, many, I'm how many do you think the Padres need to take this weekend? At least, I mean, do you think they need to at least steal one? I know that sounds they, crazy, but they have to get one. They okay. just have to get one. Um, it, in in actuality, if they can get two ball games out of this, I'd call that an absolute victory and a fantastic job. You just got to stand pat at that point, right? But if they get swept, they are in serious, serious trouble. And if there's one team that can sweep the Padres, it is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, looking out throughout the league as well this weekend, we have some very, very interesting games. One that we touched on a little bit, we'll touch on again. Um, a game, a series that we normally wouldn't care too much about. But the Toronto Blue Jays are just flat out surging and they're taking on an anemic Baltimore Orioles team. This might be the weekend we have a whole new wild card set up in the AL. Yeah, I'm thinking so, man. I know, you know, Baltimore, they've been a sneak. Well, they're not even a sneaky team. You know, they've cost me some money in certain occasions, like on the run line, like on Matt Harvey Day when he shows up like once every ninth start and actually makes it into the fifth inning. But Toronto's going to take care of business. They're going to score a bunch of runs this weekend. And I think they're going to beat up on the Orioles. And I love what we're watching right now, man. Like if Toronto gets into the postseason, they're going to be that team that everybody's rooting for. It's like them in the AL. And I feel like the Padres have kind of become like the public team as well. You had Tatis on the cover of MLB, the show. Everybody loves the guy. He's exciting as hell. Toronto's got a bunch of dudes like that. And I feel like every ball player that I grew up loving, like his kid is on the team now too. So I absolutely love watching this team. Like the pitching matchups, you got Raul going on uh, Saturday for the Blue Jays. I think they're going to take care of business and beat up on Baltimore this week. Another series, we should actually pair this a little closer to the San Diego Padres, Los Angeles Dodgers series. But this is another one, and this is why I think the the Dodgers, if the Dodgers sweep, the Giants, the, you know, the Padres are in trouble. But if the right. Padres just get one game, this is why I don't think they're in trouble. 
because another series taking place is Reds versus Cardinals. Yeah. Perfect. That is the perfect news if you're a San Diego Padre fan that you needed to hear because those teams get to beat up on each other and hopefully stay exactly where they're at. And then you got the Padres. If they can somehow win this series, they can gain ground or at least stay exactly where they're at. So that is the one good sign going forward this weekend for the San Diego Padres. Yeah, exactly, man. And um, I just I think the are you with me that you think that the Cardinals are going to fade away here or, or is yes. it just going to be like that they've sold their soul to the devil and they're just always going to get into the postseason, sneak into the postseason? At they least, definitely like, sold their soul to the devil. There's no right. question you, about that. We know that there's like a year where they don't get in or two years where they don't get in. And then, you know, like if this season, if they do fail to make the postseason you know that they're going to add some starting pitching. Like, I love Jack Flaherty, but Jack Flaherty just needs to stay healthy. I do expect them to fade away. I, I think this is – I think we come in on Monday and uh, and we're no longer talking about the Cardinals. At least I hope. Fingers crossed. I, I hope so, too, because it's just one of those teams that I'm just so tired of even acknowledging the St. Louis Cardinals. Great yeah. fan base, beautiful stadium. But please, for the love of God, just stay away from the playoffs this year. Do me that favor. I just don't want to see it. I don't want to see the Cardinals this year. I want to see new teams. I'd like to see the Reds. I want to see the Padres. I want to see these teams that are never in October be in October. That's what I want to see. Exactly. Um, yeah. And speaking of that, of teams that are always in October, the Boston Red Sox. And the Chicago White Sox. Now, two teams that are most likely playoff teams. I'm inclined to think that Boston's going to take this weekend quite well from the White Sox. And it's because of that complacency that we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, yeah, I, I feel like the same. I feel the same. I mean, you know, Boston right now, obviously, they're watching what Toronto's doing. They're seeing that the Yankees are beginning to struggle once again. But they know they're both right on their tail. And I think Boston's going to take this series, like you said, very seriously, like with the White Sox. And I'm not saying the White Sox are going out there and like half-assing anything or anything like that, but like they've become a little complacent. I don't like how the pitching matchups are going to set up right now. And uh, I think Boston's going to score some runs. I think they're going to get to the Sox bullpen and I think they're going to take this series this weekend. I completely agree. I think this sets up really well for them and I'll be looking to play them pretty much every day this weekend against Chicago and continue to fade the White Sox, which I can't believe I've been doing. You know, even if we get them plus money, if we get them as dogs, if they're going against the lefty, you know, where they've had success this season, I just, I can't trust them right now with that rotation uh, and, and with the bullpen, to be quite honest. Now, they have plenty of time to get right. Once they get Giolito back healthy, I think they're going to be just fine. And I think maybe a little bit of a rest will be good for him as well. But uh, this weekend against Boston, I'll be all over Boston. And I hate to say that. Yeah, but the reason I said earlier that we might see after this weekend a brand new wild card thing, say Boston does falter and the White Sox go off and play like the White Sox do. I want to point out that the two teams that are currently hunting that wild card, just to hear me out, Toronto, game and a half back. They got one more game against the New York Yankees and they're going on to play the Baltimore Orioles. The Yankees are going on to play the Mets, a fairly similar team to themselves. So they could easily just kind of beat up on each other or underwhelm each other like they've underwhelmed all the other fans in New York all season. However, Seattle Mariners are a team that's also in the hunt right now. They're only two and a half behind the Yankees, and they're going to be starting a series at home against the Arizona Diamondbacks, the only team with a worse road record than the Colorado Rockies. When I say we could have a brand new wild card, I'm saying we could end up having Toronto in the first wild card and Seattle in the second wild card by Sunday. 
Seriously, I know. And Arizona, now you want to talk about a team that's going to play spoiler and a team that's not going to play spoiler. Arizona is definitely not playing spoiler. And we've talked about <laughs> this back and forth. Like, I'm rooting for Seattle, man. I, 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 I would love to see Seattle. Like, these are teams I want to see get in, man. I want some new blood in the postseason. Every year we're talking about Boston. We're talking about New York. The problem is just, like, in the stretch run right now, I just don't trust them. I just don't trust the young pitchers that they have. Um, so I'm with you, though. I mean, they should beat up on Arizona. Every time I say that, though, you know, I, I feel like I'm jinxing them or something like that. Like, maybe Arizona shows up. But I think they're going to take care of business. What do you think? I think so, too. I have to believe they got to take care of business. They're right. terrible on the road. I mean, terrible on the road. Why, why so, are the Rockies so good at home, though? Like, I, I know it's Colorado. I, I, I know, you know, it's obviously Coors Field. But why are the Rockies so unbeatable at home? And they I just really so don't know. Brutal I on truly the road. It's the weirdest thing ever, but I wouldn't say they're unbeatable at home. I mean, they, they blew right. too late. I mean, Daniel Bard has been, you know, has actually been removed from his closer spot over there in, in Colorado. Unfortunately, it's just, it, it's just, they're an inconsistent team, but for whatever reason, they are just comfortable in Colorado and you put them anywhere else. For instance, this weekend going to Philly, I'm not expecting much out of the Colorado Rockies, but another team this weekend with more playoff implications, which is definitely bad news for the Yankees and, and Boston Red Sox. The Oakland A's, I know they've fallen out of this wild card spot, but they got the Texas Rangers this weekend. Again, we might have a fully new shuffled playoff scenario with all of these teams because all the teams that are currently in those wild card spots have some tough series, and every team that's right on their heels have got a cakewalk going for a week. Yeah, and they should beat up on the Rangers, um, you know, if you look at Oakland. But again, I mean... They've been inconsistent all season long. What are they, 75 and 64 right now? Uh, they'll have Cole Irvin going on Saturday. He's kind of been up and down this season, 9 and 13 on the year with a 410 ERA. Don't love any of the uh, pitchers that Texas has going this weekend. So, again, yeah, the Angels should get right and they should be set up for success at least this weekend going against I mean the A's. I'm sorry. Yeah, the A's. Yeah. The Angels may get right, but it ain't going to be this day. No, the, the, Angels, like <laughs> the Angels aren't getting right until maybe in the offseason. I mean, they're going to have to get Mike Trout healthy and uh, add maybe a couple pieces to that rotation. But with the A's, man, it's just been an up-and-down season, obviously. 11 games over 500, but you do expect them to beat up on Texas, especially at home this weekend. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that is pretty much the weekend slate of games that are really, really important that you really should be paying attention to. But going forward, we've mentioned every game and series going forward that has implications to the wild card mostly. But what we want to do right now is kind of take a look at divisions right now that really intrigue us going forward. And of course, the first one that comes to mind for me, and I'm sure it does for you as well right now, Ryan, is the NL, the NL East. It's just it is anyone's ball game. It is. Yesterday, you had every single NL East contender lose yesterday, a couple of them losing in just extremely embarrassing fashion. I will never understand the end of that Mets game for the rest of my life, and I swear to God, if Edwin Diaz points up at another walk-off hit or home run like it's an infield pop-up, I'm going. my head's going to explode. I, my head will be exploding like in the movie Scanners. It will explode exactly like in Scanners. Google that. No, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan, and I'm uh, I'm jacked. I'm all into the sci-fi right now. I just watched the trailer of the new Matrix like 15 times, man, before we jumped down the pod. I'm I did, jacked. too. I'm not going to lie to you. I did, too. And not only that, yesterday was Star Trek Day, and you know what I watched last night for the first time since I was a kid? I have what? not watched Star Trek The Motion Picture since I was like eight. Watched it last night for the first time. Did I it hold liked up? it. No, not even <laughs> remotely. But I will say, 
a lot of huge ideas. It would have been a great episode, but for a movie, man, you could have cut 45 minutes out of this. They really thought they were making they thought they were making 2001 a space odyssey instead they were just boring me to tears but i enjoyed it enough yeah i don't think i've watched that in like a decade i'll look at the nle so there's a couple divisions you could still play over at BetMGM. there's a few that are still available this is one where maybe you could find some value you got the braves who are uh minus 250 right now you got the phillies who are plus 250 uh you could have got a better price obviously about a month back. And then you got the Mets who are plus 1000 and that's what's available right now over at bet MGM. So is there value on Philadelphia or with the Mets? I'm already on the Phillies and I don't feel very good about it. The (laughs) Mets are way too damn inconsistent. So for me, I mean, you know, I'm not going to lay minus 250 chalk, but I I do think that the Braves ultimately win that division or do the Phillies have a shot? Like the Phillies look like a completely different team every other week, man. Bryce Harper had his best month as a Philly in August. Um, but also, like, he faced Washington a lot in August, and he owns the Nationals. When he goes back to, to Washington, those are some props you play. You play the Bryce Harper plus 375 home run prop or RBI prop. Um, but I don't know. I just I don't know that I could count on them the rest of the season. They're tough to count on. But as much as we say that, the Braves have been tough to count on, too. They look like right. they were going to run away with this, and they've absolutely dropped – some fairly simple series that they should have taken handedly and run away with this division. So yeah, I'm not going to take negative money on them. I'm just not, I I'm inclined to believe that they're going to take that series, that division. I do not feel good about the Mets even remotely at this point. And they've been playing good baseball as of late. They really have, but it's amazing that the Mets have won seven of their last 10, but it still feels like they've lost 20 in a row. Right? Exactly. I know seriously. And that division, man, it's just like every other week, I'll post one of those gifts of like the guy that pops out of his casket or the undertaker one. It's like, you think the Phillies are dead. And then here they come. I was at that series with the Mets and the nationals this weekend and they were scoring runs. I mean, look at like Sunday's game last Sunday, Javi Baez went four for four. He homered, you know, Pete Alonzo went on a little tear where he looked like he was getting right hitting homers because like everybody in, in that lineup has been way too inconsistent, but like, you know, nobody's really shown up this season for the Mets. Like when we go back and we look at this season, it's going to be like, what the hell happened? Like from the beginning of the season, like really up until the DeGrom injury. And then everybody fell apart, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. I know DeGrom's great, but you see him once every five days, man. And since that injury, they've been a completely different team. doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I just can't trust them moving forward. Um, yeah. But like you said about the Braves, same thing. So maybe I shouldn't feel so terrible about my Phillies ticket, especially because it's better than six to one odds. As I look today, plus 250, I definitely wouldn't jump on it. But anything could happen, man. I mean, we've seen that, especially in this division. Like, this is the only division where I feel like there's still some value jumping in on, you know? Yes, there is. And it's just when you have three teams that are legitimately still in the hunt, and again, none of the teams are all that good, but can easily. We talked about teams playing spoiler going forward. Any one of these teams could absolutely play spoiler in October, and that's when spoilers get really interesting. Right, exactly. And, and, and you're right, man. I mean, like, who knows what's going to happen? Um, that's the beautiful thing about baseball, especially this last month of the season. You just hope that, you know, all the all, all the legit World Series contenders, everybody's going to be able to stay healthy. Like the Garrett Cole injury the other night for the Yanks. Granted, I don't really think of the Yanks as a legitimate World Series candidate, but that's the kind of stuff that you definitely don't want to see. Yeah. Um, I was trying to look at the numbers for the NL West. Right now, not even available over at BetMGM as we go into the weekend. Um, not up right now, but let's say... What would you where would you put that right now? Like, you think the Dodgers are still worthy of like minus one seventy five, minus one fifty favorites, minus two hundred even to win that division? They trail two games. You look at how this schedule sets up for the Giants. 
Obviously, as we talked about, they go to the they go to Chicago to uh, you know Wrigley this weekend, where they should beat up on the Cubs. Dodgers have a tough series with the Padres, who are seventy four and sixty five, fifteen and a half games back in the division. So obviously, they're not winning the division; they're competing for the wild card. But um, any value in jumping on the Dodgers right now? If you get plus money, or or if it's chalky, even you know, if there's plus money, yes, maybe a little. But again. Based on what I've been seeing all year, no matter what the Dodgers do, the Giants just stay on pace. And that's what's incredible about that division and what's incredible about both of those teams. These are right. both World Series teams, and we can only get one of them. Right. Exactly. It's crazy, man. I, I just want to see all three of those teams make it into the postseason. I, I really yeah. do. I mean, it's been so do I. And again, I'm inclined to think we will see all three teams in the postseason. The only thing that I think is a travesty is you're going to get it a 100 win team like the Dodgers or Giants have to play a one game playoff. And to me, that's just not right. I know. I know. I wish I wish I could go to best of three, to be quite honest with you, because I mean, uh, it's baseball so fluky. You know, you have one rough start. Let's say they throw uh, Blake Snell out there, or Darvish out there, gets roughed up a little bit. And then your season just ends like that after 162 games. Brutal. Well, guys, stay very, very, very abreast on the lines. And, of course, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. BetMGM MLB Podcast powered by BetQL. I'm Cody Decker. And, of course, with me, as always, Ryan Horvat. This has been a lot of fun. Enjoy this weekend slate of baseball because when I say that there is implications going forward, it's off the charts. And I can't wait to see how this entire league is completely different when we rejoin you on Monday. Guys, be safe out there. Take care.